Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ya lo hace. Pierna derecha. Directo al arco. Golazo. The world of football with a soccer perspective. This is Soccer Today with Dwayne Mullins and Kevin Laramie. Live on the Sports Podcasting Network. Good day, good night, welcome to Soccer Today for Friday, November 19th, 2021. Dwayne, it's part deux, part dos, part two of our MLS Cup preview show, where today we're going to get our feet wet, we're going to get on the record and give our predictions, but first, how are you today, Dwayne? I'm doing well, Um, I'm uh, just recovering from the international break and I'm ready to... uh to get excited for club football again, which, you know, normally I'm, I'm would have been like playing trumpets when we came on. But as I said yesterday, it was, it was an exciting break for us for the international side, but, <laughs> but I'm ready. I'm ready to get back to the grind. Of course, yesterday we looked at each matchup with uh, a look more broad. We didn't give our predictions. We gave our thoughts on maybe where the strengths were and maybe who the favorites were. And we gave a couple of narratives the home field, opening goal, and a few other things that are going to be interesting to keep an eye on because we left the predictions for today. We're going to go through the bracket, your bracket, my bracket. We're going to go through our picks because we have four subjects. Biggest story, breakout star, golden boot, and MVP. Each we chosen our our picks there. And we, of course, have our bracket, the entirety of the bracket. So, Dwayne... We are going to dive right in, and we're going to start with you. We're going to start with your bracket, and we're going to start on the Eastern Conference. Of course, New England moves on, but let's take a look at Dwayne's bracket. On that side, NYCFC, Dwayne's favors over Atlanta. Dwayne's got Orlando over Nashville, New York over Philly. Upset! Big upset! Seattle over Salt Lake, no upset. Kansas City over Vancouver, sorry Whitecaps. Dwayne favors the chalk for this one. And Portland against Minnesota. Well, exactly, yeah. And look, going through them really quick, the NYCFC-Atlanta game, uh, I really view that one as kind of a toss-up game, so the home advantage is what I'm going to give that one to. I mean, it is a significant home advantage in Yankee Stadium there, and uh, they are, of course, playing there this time as opposed to last year. Uh, you got Orlando Nashville. Look, I talked about Nashville in yesterday's show a little bit and how I just don't believe that they're, the stylistically their tactics will work. 
in a in an elimination game over the long run. Now they could win this game, but they'd lose the next in my mind. They're a 50-50 proposition. I think Atlanta's or Orlando, pardon me, started to turn it around in the second half of the season and they just have more game changers. And and that's necessarily that's ultimately why I went there. Um in terms of the upset, New York or Philadelphia. Again, New York had a bit better form at the end. This is a pretty close game. Uh, Philadelphia's never impressed me all year. They were so good last year. Obviously, they lost some pieces. They managed to, to claw themselves back up into second place, and that, that's good for them. But again, I just I don't necessarily see anything there. Maybe I'm wrong. It could be my bias. Who knows? But hey, I have to pick someone, right? It's your predictions. Uh, exactly. You're allowed to choose whatever you want, and it's all okay. Which means we're going to have Orlando, New York... Six versus seven in one of the conference semis. And in the other one, it would be New England versus NYCFC on the west side. It will be Portland, Colorado, and Kansas City, Seattle. Which means for Dwayne uh, here, let's get Dwayne's other uh, matchup in one second. I'll get it ready here. So when we go, Dwayne, in your second round matchup, we have NYCFC over in New England. Wow. Upset. New York over Orlando, another upset. Portland beating the Rapids. What another crazy playoff Dwayne is going to experience. And then Seattle wins over Kansas City. At least one favorite has to win. That's Dwayne's conference semis. Yeah, you said New York over Orlando. I'm looking at my bracket here, and I have Orlando over New York. But uh, alas, we'll we'll move past Uh, that. Okay, so you have Orlando. No worries. It's just a little graphic mistake here. No worries. Yeah, yeah, I I did pick Orlando on my on my bracket. But um, look, I'll talk a bit more about New England in a second. Uh, I think New York's an underrated team. They have been all year. They were underrated leading into the season, and and they kind of after a bit of a dip performance, like like. other teams like uh, like Orlando have kind of turned it on a little bit. So ultimately, uh, when I looked at the East, and I know New England fans, don't worry, I'll get there in a second. I'm saving it for another part of my conversation. Um, I just think that on form, New York and Orlando might be your best two teams outside of New England. And as I said, I'll speak to New England a bit. To go to the West real quick, I didn't mention the Whitecaps. I feel I should. Um, I mean, you've heard my argument for a week and a half, two weeks now, right? I, they're overperforming their metrics, and, and I think that's going to blow up. And that's fine. Uh, they have some some positive vibes to build upon, and that that's going to be a positive season overall. So, so it's not a diss on you; it's just a reflection of where I think the strength is. Yeah, and losing to Kansas City is not necessarily something to, to be ashamed of either in the first round for them. And in the second round, you do have Seattle beating Kansas City, and which leads Wayne to NYCFC, uh, NYCFC versus Orlando according to your picks in the Eastern Conference Final. And we would have Seattle hosting Portland on the other side in this Eastern Conference Final here. NYCFC Orlando, a four seed, then a six seed versus a two seed, then a four seed. But Dwayne picks NYCFC over the Lions, the 2015 expansion brothers. NYCFC would move on versus the Lions. And Portland beats Seattle for a Portland-NYCFC MLS Cup Final. And I did the calculations, Dwayne, and that final would take place in Portland. And there you go, Um, which we'll get there in a second. Look, NYCFC over Orlando is, again, it's another coin flip game. Um, I'm looking at that, and I'm looking at the differences this home field advantage again. You, you spoke about that yesterday, how significant it is in MLS playoffs. Um, you know, if you're going to wager a little bit on this later, you, 
they might want to think about that. Uh, that said, you know, I eliminated New England. I eliminated Colorado, both home teams, uh, both number one seeds. So, as I said, I'll speak to that. I think you might get where I'm going with this. But uh, when we're looking at an MLS Cup final between Portland and the NYFC, and NYCFC in Portland, well, we got some home advantages there for Portland. We got some experience advantages for Portland. They've won a couple MLS Cups. They've been in an MLS Cup relatively recently. I don't know how is 2015 recently. I don't know. It's kind of on the cost now, but uh, it's pre-pandemic. But I guess it still counts as recent. Dwayne, which one would you pick? A battle of number four in the MLS Cup for the trophy for the Philip F. Anschutz Trophy. Who stands in the confetti? Uh, it's going to be out there in Portland again. I am picking the Portland Timbers, who are on good form, who are kind of an underrated team, who have a lot of veteran players that, that are okay and healthy right now and that we're firing at the end of the year, uh, that have won an MLS Cup before. That's why I think it's in recent history, because a lot of their stars were there uh, the last time they won it. I think this will be like TFC in 2017, 2019, kind of when they went to the final. They're going to be the last run for these guys. But I think it's going to end with an NBA, or with an NBA title. It's not going to end with an NBA title. That would be really significant. <laughs> yeah, it would be really significant for Portland because they do have a team at least. But you know, it's uh, not the greatest of teams. They win the Western Final the year the Raptors won. So anyway, but uh, I was saying the Timbers. If the Timbers were to win the NBA title, like that's a story. <laughs> but the, <laughs> my God, they can play basketball. How did wow! They How did this happen? He dunked yeah. with his feet. Um, yeah, I, 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 Portland is my MLS Cup pick. Uh, there you go. I, I didn't go chalk. I think no one can accuse me of going chalk. Uh, so, no. so there you have it. Portland Timbers, NBA. Why am I saying NBA? I don't know. Major League Soccer champions. Uh, it's an interesting choice. I like how you, you, you did take a lot of upsets, and it's going to happen. There's always upsets in the playoffs. Now the question is, are the upsets going to be compounded like you chose? And we'll see at the end of the tournament how right or wrong we were. I can probably say we were probably both really wrong. We'll see. We were both really wrong in the beginning of the year. We had some other things right. We didn't have Columbus as high and other few things we did get right. But let's start now, Dwayne. Let's look at my bracket. Let's take a look. And those, by the way, those are the bracket we did on our bracket challenge on MLSsoccer.com. You have the link in the description below if you want to join us before the first game a Saturday afternoon. Make sure you join our bracket challenge and measure yourself to us in your prediction skills and see if you are a direct descendant of Nostradamus. Maybe I am, I don't know. But Nostradakev, that's what I have for you to start. All right, where is, let's get first of all my bracket number one for Kevin. It should be right here. There we go. I have NYCFC. Over New England, Dwayne. I also have Nashville over Orlando. I'm going with Nashville. I'll explain in a second. Philly over New York. Seattle over Salt Lake. My upset is Vancouver. And my other upset is Minnesota. I believe Minnesota is going to beat Portland. Minnesota has done well this year against Portland. They have played well in Portland. Minnesota is the bogey team of the Portland Timbers this season in Major League Soccer. And that will continue. That's my thought process behind that one. Also for Vancouver, Dwayne, they're really hot heading into the playoffs. And as you get ready with your uh, phone in a second, I think Vancouver has the opportunity to have an upset in round number one. And then we'll see if they can parlay that into a good result in round number two. But that's my bracket. Not a lot of upsets, but my upsets are Vancouver over Kansas City 
and Minnesota over Portland. You know, Kevin and I, when we do predictions or when we do, we talk about sports gambling on here sometimes, you know, Kevin's a little more cautious in his picks than me. Um, I, I tend to go for a little bit wilder swings so that if I hit, I can have uh, more of a, a moment to brag about it so that that's a little bit of a insight probably into our personalities too there a little i don't know but uh, that's what makes the show work too so yeah yeah well to me minnesota is truly that's data driven to me minnesota is a data driven decision and for vancouver if you mm. take out this part of the season where they were losing a lot at the beginning they're the best team in the western conference over the last four months five months so that's not an upset either. So that's where those are decision, are, are driven. NYCFC, I do pick them because of Castellanos. You have that type of player. You're always dangerous in the playoffs in Major League Soccer. And I think that's a big influence in my choice there. Atlanta's not coming in that hot. NYCFC stumbled upon a few obstacles, but they got a job done on decision day. And they're going to host this one. Nashville? Well, defensively, they're one of the best teams in the league. And that's where we see Orlando differently is you see Orlando being able to do good results. But I see Nashville as being defensively strong enough to stop Zimmerman, well, to stop the other team with Zimmerman. And Alistair Johnston, the best defender this country has produced in a long, long time. And Philly, I think Philly has what it takes to, we'll see how far they go. You don't finish second by mistake. Yes, it's close, but Philly over New York. Yeah, well, that look, honestly, that's to me, obviously, I picked New York there based on form a little bit, but it wouldn't be a huge upset in any way whatsoever. I can't really argue against someone picking Philadelphia in that game there. Look, the only one that I think we're gonna we're gonna disagree on two fronts. I, as anyone who knows me knows, I think Vancouver's massively overrated, and you can't look at a long a streak of lock and, and call that a trend, even if you know there's been sure. some good markers there. I still think it's lock. Oh yeah, yeah. no, but uh, for a one game situation uh, against a team you beaten just a few weeks ago, that's where I say momentum, confidence equals one win. They're not going to win know, MLS it, Cup, right? Yeah, so. and again, you, you can't honestly you can't argue against anyone picking anything. It's MLS <laughs> exactly. playoffs, right? <laughs> the only thing you can argue is Toronto or Montreal winning this thing because they're yeah, not in the playoffs, or any the other teams not in it. One hundred percent. Yeah, no. It, <laughs> look, um, yeah, like uh, it, it's the luck plays a major role, and this is funny. Bob Bradley let go of the mutual consent, obviously. The yes. Old, Famous mutual consent yesterday. So we, we alluded to it. Uh, just we alluded to it yesterday on the show. We thought, oh, it's going to happen eventually, and of course, it happened the same day. Yeah, and a lot of the LA fans were like, "Well, clearly Bob wasn't the wide guy that was going to take us to the over the top in the playoffs." And and I always bristle at that because no, when you're talking about a four game sprint, there's a hell of a lot of fine line luck that gets in there. Like Carl Robinson would be very proud of me right now. It's true though, right? Like there's nothing he could have done differently in any of those playoff losses. They just got a bad bounce here and there, and they lost the games. It's it's not a different game. It's just part of the same thing. Yeah. You got to set yourself up to be in the position to win, and eventually you will. That's sure. kind of where- down to it's true all right let's continue now let's take a look at my round number two so my round number two in this conference semis my choices were new england against nycfc i choose new england i am not a believer of rust rust ain't real well it's real but you can use clr and get rid of it new england over nycfc nashville over philly Nashville at home, they're tough to beat. This one's on the road because they are able to get results on the road with a seven-foot-tall defenseman 
Walker Zimmerman over Philly. Nashville was the second best team in the East most of the year. And I think they're going to show that in the playoffs. We'll see how further they go in the Eastern Conference. Colorado over Minnesota. The Rapids, to me, are a very good team. And I think they're going to do well. I don't necessarily agree with Dwayne's one and done for the top seed with the break and the bye disrupting their momentum. I think the rejuvenation of the old legs will come into play in Colorado with the youth of a Mark Anthony K and the influx of enthusiasm he brings down the road. We'll see Colorado do well, and I pick them over Minnesota and Seattle over, over Vancouver because, well, death taxes and the Sounders winning in the playoffs. Well, yeah, and like midnight comes too, right? Like it's there's there's obvious that as well. It, it's rare that you know as much as we talk about how anyone can win an MLS Cup. I think the last time a truly bottom seed won was uh, was RSL in in '09. I think that was your last <laughs> That's... true true top low seed winning. Right? I guess maybe you could say the the Colorado the following year, Colorado over Dallas in the final. That was a weird one too. But... Yeah, which one is eleven years ago and one's twelve years ago. So both are a long time ago. And yeah, we're talking about a league that had a what sixteen teams in it at that time. So you know, it, it, it's much different league by now. And that, that's MLS one. Dallas, Colorado, that final is probably realistically the divide from MLS one ending and two starting. Yeah, yeah it's true. It's true. A long time ago. All right, let's go to my conference final: New England over Nashville, number one over number three. And then Seattle over Colorado because Seattle knows how to play when it counts. And it's all about the higher offensive threat in my mind. And from Rui Diaz to maybe an informed Jordan Morris. Yeah, Yeah, it's going to be tough to beat Seattle, at least all the way to MLS Cup. Because I think we're going to get something we rarely do. It's not going to be number one versus number one. There is going to be some upsets. But throughout the season, Seattle was the true number one team in the Western Conference. They're stumbling into the playoffs. They haven't won in the last five games heading into the playoffs. But to me, that's man management. It's also resting players and making sure they're ready for this time around. But Dwayne, I've looked. And the last time they played each other, New England, Seattle, it did not go the way we think. New England actually gets the better of Seattle in the 12 in the 13 games they played in the history between the two seven wins for New England. They don't play often because of course of ones in the west, ones in the east and Seattle joined the league in 2009. So in those 13 games, five wins is for Seattle, seven is for New England. And that's when New England wasn't that good. And Seattle at New England struggles. And this game would take place at Foxborough. MLS Cup would be hosted by the Crafts. And in my opinion, the winner, the New England Revolution, wins it all. Supporter Shield, MLS Cup, their two first trophies in their history in the same year. Your 2021 MLS Cup champions, the New England Revolution. If New England makes the final, they will probably win the final because it will be in New England, and uh, they are a good team. Um, I you alluded to it, and well, I might as well just jump into it now. I think my story of this this playoff bracket of the two number one seeds going out, and I, I 
directly attribute that to them having a longer break than the rest of the teams. I don't like to buy. I think it's unfair. It does. It seems ironic, but there's got to be a better way to reward the number one seed. Well, just give one more game, and then you do one eight, and then they play against the winner of four or five. That that's almost better playing a bad team than not playing anybody. Am I wrong? Yeah. Well, yeah. Perhaps it, it could be. Yeah. It, it, look. It is a single elimination fine line, so they would argue that two wins to get to MLS Cup is a lot better than three wins to get to MLS Cup, and there's truth to that. But uh, it's in particular right now, uh, the way I would do it actually is I would make it so that they have a true, like the rest difference isn't as significant. That's basically what it comes down to. You, this It's such a, it's not MLS's fault, and I rarely say this, it's not the league's fault that they have this international break to deal with in their playoffs. I don't know what the answer is because you can't really back the start of the playoffs up or the start of the season up too much. Well, next, that, year, next year they would. So we'll see how next year goes. And next year we'll have MLS Cup final like last weekend. So that's the timeline for next year. Yeah, and we'll see. It'll be a test. Of course, that's a weird one because we have a World Cup to deal with there, right? But yeah, So it, you, you need to get it done for last weekend because the World Cup's starting. Yeah, and look, I was sort of surprised MLS didn't go well. I think it's just the mandate. You can't play games. FIFA will let confederations play games. FIFA will give you big fines. That's the only reason MLS is doing this. Otherwise, it would be like, we're watching a World Cup game, and then we're watching an MLS playoff game. Come do a doubleheader. Yeah, come come watch a game, and then watch a game in person. Exactly. But Dwayne alluded to it. We'll come back to the top seed one and done after the break. We'll break down more of the thought process behind Dwayne's selection of this biggest story because that's his biggest story and we'll break down our other choices because after the break it's our picks we'll give of course our picks when it comes for golden boot mvp the breakout star and the biggest stories in our opinion in major league soccer's playoff that starts tomorrow that and more after this short break It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You are listening to Soccer Today. Follow us on Twitter at Soccer Today SPN and like our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash sports podcasting network. You can find the podcast version of all the shows we do on iTunes, Apple Podcast, Google Play Store, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and anywhere you get your podcast. And we're back on soccer today. Kev Larmey joined by Dwayne Rollins, as always. And let's go right into it, Dwayne. You were talking about the top seed, one and done, in the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. And that's Dwayne's first story here. Dwayne's picks, MLS Cup playoff predictions. His biggest story, the top seeds, one and done. Dwayne, the bye also mixed with the international break, mixed with a bye. How do you think players' legs and the players themselves will react? Because oh, we all know that as much as you want to do scrimmages and simulate game and game conditions, ain't nothing like playing a game. Yeah, players are, are creatures of rhythm, right? And it really does 
it really does affect them when they don't have that opportunity to play. Um, you know, those a lot of our listeners here in Toronto, you'll remember how how sort of Toronto got out of sync last year in that playoff game against Nashville, and that allowed them to sort of come in Nashville, that is, and with that extra game played and, and continue that momentum. So it's a, it's a two pronged thing here. You have a team that's out of rhythm that doesn't have an opportunity to get back in versus a team that has found their way back in with a win. So they're coming off a confidence high, and they're they've had that extra game. Uh, to get back into things like, look, players are playing on a lot of adrenaline this time of year too. So in terms of the rest stuff, like they really, what they need now is two months rest, not two days or two weeks rest. Right. So it's not necessarily going to be the be all end all in, in terms of giving them a break. But you know, if it's the regular season, I might go the other way. If the team's coming off a bye week, but it's in the middle of the season and p- players are starting to get beat up, then maybe you give the advantage to the team coming off the bye. It's like the three and eight thing. Like when you, there's a betting tip for you guys. When an MLS team is playing at thirty and eight, bet against them. Um, it's they sometimes win it, but it's like twenty percent. So right, like the the odds are not in their favor. But in this, there is a history of guy of teams that have come off buys losing, even though they've been higher seeds and been flying high all year. That's that's just it too. When you are the top, I think that if you ask New England and Colorado, I don't want to dismiss Colorado here. Colorado's a great story, and. The same thing with them too, like coming off the yeah. high of, the, of what they did, what they accomplished. They just want to keep going. I'm sure that both of those teams would say, yeah, we'd rather just have eight teams in the playoffs and just play the eight. I'm sure they would because yeah. it's just for to them, they believe in their abilities. They believe they're strong. They don't want to lose that momentum. They don't want to lose that forward sort of trajectory that they're on. And, and I think this by we combined with the long international break is just, it's a bad, it's bad for the mojo. And I could see it happening here. And look, when I make these predictions, bluntly, folks, I do them also to fit my narrative that I have for the overall playoffs. So I had to pick both these teams out if I believe this, right? So here we are. <laughs> here we said, are. All right. Right. As, as I said, if New England makes final, I think they'll win it. They're a great team. But here we are. Next, let's go to Dwayne's breakout star, Daryl DK of Orlando. Daryl DK will have great playoffs, and Dwayne's choosing him as his breakout star. Yeah, breakouts, some people can argue that semantically, and they'd have a point in terms of the fact that he, he kind of had his breakout last year. But that's yeah, just but it. it never happened in the playoffs. You could say that. So Yeah, well, and he also didn't have it this year. Uh, everyone expected him to to go, you know, well, they expected him to stay in England last year because he was blowing it up over there. And then when he comes back here for, for this season, everyone expects him to, to do great things. And it just doesn't really happen. He doesn't really get the way that he felt, the, the way that we felt he was going to go. You know, uh, the the Pepe in, in Dallas is taking all the headlines that he was getting last year, right? Yeah, exactly. Young, young American player that's scoring goals. No, what, no uh, one's talking about DK being transfers for for uh, twenty million right now. Yeah, exactly. So, so here we are. I think he's. We saw it in the last couple weeks of the season. He started to show a little bit of what made him so good last year, and what I think does actually. Like, I'll say something right now. I, I you know, look, people that have been following me on Twitter, the Buchanan, you know. Uh, Pepe, Pepe winning the Young Player of the Year over Buchanan. I yeah, don't agree. Pepe. Yeah, and I, my, when it comes to Pepe, I just don't, I don't see him having this high ceiling as as Buchanan. I also don't see him having high ceiling as Dyke, as Dyke, because I think he's just a guy that can go over to England in the championship, and he's shown it already. He can just blast in goals. I'm not sure Pepe's going to do that. We'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. I've been wrong yeah. before. I'm and by the yet. way, uh, Ricardo Pepe has been chosen the Young Player of the Year in Major League Soccer. Just ahead of young to John Buchanan, and that was large. And Buchanan won the player vote and the and the team vote, but and, and but the media, which is mostly American, 
have a, and, a little bit and of influence there. National team performances. There's no doubt that they, they are. Sure. Like you can't argue otherwise with me. But anyway. Oh yeah, we can say the same for the other one. All right, let's move on to your next one. His golden boot. Well, he puts his money where his mouth is. They're Lique. Which is, I'm having him playing one less game too. So what that tells you is, I think Orlando is going to win two heavy in two games, and then lose narrowly in a in a third game, and then that's going to be combined with Portland sort of getting through. Uh, on narrow wins. That's how I see them playing out. Sure. Makes a lot of sense. And then the MVP, the most valuable player in the playoffs for Dwayne is Yimmy Chara of Portland. He's their talesman. He's the he's guy that, that stirs the pot out there, right? I mean, it's Team Chara. But anyway, he, he is absolutely the key player for them. You look at the advanced metrics of this year, he had an outstanding season that has not been looked at in the same way as other teams in this league. Because, well, it's just Portland. We take them for granted. And they kind of I, – I call Portland the most MLS team of all time yes, on yesterday's show, and I'll, I'll stick with that. They they have this ability to, like, disappoint you and excite you in equal measures. And they just have these players that will, like, rise up occasionally and do outstanding things and then just be forgotten about for weeks on end. And if they get hot at the right time and, and the guy that is there, you know, like I said, stirs the pot for them uh, – is there and doing what he's doing, then he's going to get recognition for that. So that that's why I'm picking him as the as the most valuable player in the playoffs uh, for the team that I'm picking to win the championship, the Portland Timbers. Makes sense. If you're going to choose them as your winner, makes sense that you choose Yumi Chera as your MVP. All right, it's my time. Let's go with Kevin's picks. That's me. I'm Kevin, and I'm pointing to my picks, and I'm going to start with my big number one biggest story and Dwayne. That is the home field advantage continuing to be real in Major League Soccer and the home field advantage being something to remember. Let's not forget home field advantage right now. We have seen in the last two years, 21 of 30 matchups have been won by the home field team. And also when we're looking at undefeated streaks at home in the playoffs right now, Seattle, 16 game unbeaten streak at home during the playoffs. And New England, as much as it's been a long time that they were that good, they haven't been beaten at home in 12 games in the playoffs. Those two teams are my MLS Cup final choice. And that is the reason why. Because of home field advantage. Because of how they're able to win at home. And also, because usually they score their first goal. And all those metrics combines. Equals for wins in 2021 in Major League Soccer. And I truly believe that that is going to happen once again. And that is, of course, my home field advantage is real. My biggest story. Yeah, well, I mean, if it is a New England win, home field advantage will absolutely be a massive story. Because New England, and I've been saying this, we've been saying this all year, that them winning the Shield was a big deal because of that pitch that they play on you know we saw it in a, in a much more extreme version in Edmonton when you're playing on turf in really cold and you're used to it you have an advantage over teams that are coming in that are un- unfamiliar with that and if they can overcome the rust that I spoke of then yeah I do think New England will win um, I am not going to argue against anyone that's going to pick New England to win this they have proven <laughs> through the entire year that they are a team that is worth supporting is fun to watch and, and has a lot of game changers everything that I talk about is being uh, you know, has been what you need to win in MLS. Uh, they are in some ways 
one of the most well-constructed MLS teams I've ever seen. That doesn't mean yeah. I think they're the best MLS team that I've ever seen because no. they have restrictions there that that well, they have spent a little bit of money, but that, that does prevent them from doing it in Atlanta, doing it in Toronto. But they, through Bruce Arena's smart understanding of the league and just uh, some some very uh, pinpointed smart spending and some good signings, they've been hey, able to make. And it's also that- also coaching. Carlos Hill two two years ago. Who was he? Adam Bugsa two years ago. Who was Gustavo Bu? Like he was making them. He's making them better. So there's that being said. But if we're looking at my overall choices in my bracket, on the eastern side, it is very much influenced by home field advantage because Atlanta playing outside is not going to be easy. Nashville, they dominate at home. Orlando is going to be playing under very different circumstances than they're used to. And Philly has a good record over New York, and that's. Home field influence on the west side. Minnesota has performed well in Portland. That's why I chose them. Vancouver has played in 20,000 different homes over the last two years. So it doesn't apply to them. And Seattle, well, they have the biggest home field advantage in the history of this league. All right, my next point, Dwayne, and it's going to be my breakout star, which will be Tashawn Buchanan for the New England Revolution. Leaving on a high note, going to Belgium. But first... He's going to make sure that it leaves a lasting impression in Major League Soccer. Yeah, I mean, the only argument someone can make against that is the same thing that they can make against me. Is is it a breakout if you know who he is already? But what what you're saying is he's going to step up to another level altogether. And we certainly saw that in the international play. And if you can continue to build momentum off that, then certainly that is, you know, more than more than possible. Um, Look. I, yeah, I, I don't. It's hard to really talk about New England right now because we've talked about them a lot. There was a point this season we hadn't talked about them enough, and now and there's a point about- where we're even a fatigue over the last few weeks, and and because of the bye, we'll see how they react. But if I look at my metrics and if I look at what has made them successful, those should correlate into a playoff success. We'll see if it works. But Dejan Buchanan would be a reason if that success manifests. Yeah, absolutely. No, he's. He's the ultimate. I talk about gravy players. That's been one of my themes of this year. A gravy player is a player that you're not going to build a team around necessarily. And with all due respect to Tajan, he's not at the point where you, I think you build everyone around him because I just don't think he he's not like he's an extra player in Major League Soccer context. Uh, that's going to you know be very very good in certain elements of his game and and kind of average in others. Uh, you need sort of a more well rounded guy to build around a Gill, right? Like anyway, that's that's where I come yeah. from. No, yeah, but when totally. you want to win a championship, you need your gravy guys. You need guys that can do that special exactly. thing. And that's why I have my New England so far because look at how many special guys they do have, from Gill to Boo to Buxa to Buchanan. So I guess if your name is Jill or has a B in it, you're successful in New England. And we're seeing them this year, and there's no way you can. Defend four attacking threat at the same time. Two, even three, you can maybe for most of the game stifle, but you can't stifle everyone for the entire game. And I guess that's the strength of New England this year also. And it'll be interesting to see how that influences their results, which mean if I choose them as my winner, as the job you can, as my breakout star, well, my golden boot is Adam Buxa. Why, Dwayne? Because in his last... 10 games, he has seven goals, two assists, and it should have been even more. Adam Buxa has been the best striker over the last two months in Major League Soccer. And that momentum will continue. He had a bit of a of a knock to finish the season. He was rest 
He was he could have played if the last game of the season was important. He was rested by Bruce Arena heading into the playoffs. And we've talked about Gil, we've talked about Buchanan, and Gustavo Bu was their best striker at the beginning of the season when Adam Buxa was struggling and he had some injury problem and he was trying to fit into the system and find his true role and how to play together with Gustavo Bu and where he stands with Buchanan too. I think though that they've figured that out and that's where he's going to be the one getting the job done because someone's going to be on Gil, if not two. Someone's going to be on Buchanan because of his performances over the last few weeks. And they're not going to let Gustavo Bu by himself or Carles Gil, so someone's going to find themselves all alone in the box with the ball at their feet. And that's going to be Adam Buxa. Yeah, perhaps this is unfair to, to even go where I'm about to go. But my only question with New England with those stars that you mentioned is whether they're at that extra special level that we've seen some of the breakout, like high level performances in the playoffs were in, in the past. Uh, these are guys that are kind of, this is new. Uh, we've only seen it for this season or kind of evolving into it this season, but, but by and large, it's not been something that's been there for their entire career. So is this an, um, an example of a team just hitting on uh, firing on all cylinders for a single year and outperforming their, their, career metrics for a year or is this a situation of players evolving into something that's going to last for a few years and we'll find out there's no way to answer that but that's my only question yeah. as it relates to what you just said yeah yeah we'll see all right my last one is my mvp is carlos hill because if you win the shield and you win the mls cup and you're going to win the mvp of a regular season well you probably are going to win MVP too because I think he's going to find a way to be influenceable, to be the reason behind the success of New England. I think I think Gustavo Boo is going to have going to struggle. Boo is going to be the one who who scores. Tajan Buchanan is going to be the one to create and find that space on the the side corridors. But at the end of the day, Carlos Hill will find the feet of Adam Buxa for those goals. He'll have the assists and he'll get the headlines. Carlos Hill, your 2021 playoff MVP. Well, that's the prototype of players that win MVP awards, right? And he's going to win the the, the one named after the fellow who only won it once. I'm never going to get over that. Why do you name your MVP after a guy who only won it once? Because anyway. they needed to name a trophy after him. And, uh, well, exactly. So there you go. Yeah. And it's not like he didn't have a great career, so it's not like no, he can. Of course but, not. It's just it's, it's silly to name an MVP. They, they didn't name the trophy because he won it so much. He won. They named the trophy after him because he's the biggest star that existed at this league that was grown in this league at this point. Yeah, I'm just. I always think back. Like, here's your hockey reference for the day. So the MLS, when they named it, was 15 years old. So what would the MLS MVP or so the NHL MVP award be named if it was named after their best player 15 years in? Right. Like, I mean, anyway, it's just funny. But nonetheless, we'll we'll get over it. Gil will will win that. Uh, he will be the MVP of the league, and you know that's again the type of player that tends to to get the highlight, or get the the attention, and and deservedly so. Like these are mm. special players that that drive teams. Yeah, no, exactly. All right, so Don Dwayne, we, we've given our prediction. We went on a limb. We put our necks out there. Literally, we put our necks on a limb. And you know our predictions. We did the same prediction on our MLS Bracket Challenges, which you can join, by the way, in the description below. Now it's time to take out uh, our, our, our gaming account. Dwayne, it's time to put on a different hat. It's time to look 
at the money opportunities Major League Soccer playoffs can bring. And of course, those odds are taken from one odds maker. There's multiple odds makers. Some odds may vary. And uh, we wish that you check your own places. And if gambling is a problem for you, please, there's a 1-800-GAMBLE. And there's a, a, a plethora of other places you can find linked in the description below also. But Dwayne, there's a few odds to win Major League Soccer, and they're not really surprising when we look at it. Because if we're looking at, and that's of course as of today, New England Revolution is your favorite to win Major League Soccer's trophy with 3.86, meaning if you wage a dollar right now on them to win MLS Cup, you would win $3.86. Colorado Rapid, $5.32. Seattle Sounders, $7.84. The Philadelphia Union are fourth with $10.00. Sporting Kansas City is fifth. 11.00 Nashville 13 and New York City FC at 13 also that's your top six odds to win MLS Cup this year yeah and look it's gonna always sort of mirror how the standings were for good reason we're 34 skates into the season and they're going to try and uh, take advantage of that as a handicapper on their own accord now the other thing you always have to remember when you're talking about odds is that the odds are set by odds makers designed to win the most money for them. Not necessarily what they think the best team is, not necessarily what they think is going to win, but how they're going to cover themselves the best. So it's a subtle little game that you have to understand. And if you can understand it well, you can find what's called value and you can you can do okay. Kevin, I, just quickly, while you were listing off those the odds on the futures, and by the way, I believe on my um, favorite place, it's 18 to 1 for my Portland Timbers pick. So if I want to put my money more where my mouth is, I'd win 108 bucks on a $10 bet. Now, I just did a quick little parlay, Kevin. Here's one you might want to think of. I, I, if you believe in home field advantage, absolutely to its its core, the six-team parlay. So if all six home teams win, you get odds of fifty to one. Just a little shy, but around fifty yeah, to yeah. one. I don't believe all five, all six will win at home. But on the east side, yeah. So what if I, uh, I'll see? Maybe I can put Philly, Nashville, and NYCFC together. Well, I, I, I can tell you what it would be. Just give me a second here. Uh, yeah, because that would be that would be more indicative of what I would do. Because on the west. I would parlay the other ones. That would give me better odds. Like, I would parlay Minnesota and Vancouver together with maybe even Seattle as as good measure. And then you get a big, big parlay. But just NYCFC at home, Nashville at home, and Philly at home would give me... You'd be at, hold on, you'd be at uh, 7.6. 7.6 so... is not bad. So 7.6, and you put a couple dollars, you get $14, 15 bucks. Not bad, not bad. There you go. Well, there's a there's a little test for you there. Look, I mean, there will be upsets in this playoffs. That's why. Yes, I if I, I wouldn't play that 16 parlay that I, I bet on because you're right there. It won't happen. Like, it's highly unlikely that they, they're not dumb. People aren't going to give you free money. That's not how it works. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> but, you know, so it might happen once in 100 times, but, you know, you're going to bet it 100 times before you get the money back. And then you do the math and you didn't really make anything. That's true. Uh, that's true. Exactly. You just had a, the rush of winning it the one time. And if you're going for the rush, then, you know, those numbers Kevin just mentioned, you should probably look into them. Look, yeah. it's 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 a fun little uh, it, the playoffs are fun. As I said yesterday, it's an entertainment. There's an entertainment aspect to it. It's not necessarily about finding the purest best team if you were just going to find the purest most talented team then why not just set a panel up at the start of the year and say that team has the most talent they're the champions and here's your by- trophy congratulations yeah <laughs> it's called I- football manager that's what that's called 
I always bristle a little bit at all these people that get so frustrated. Like people that are pure, like single table purists, will yeah. get angry at the idea that a team that isn't the most talented wins a championship. It's like, well, yeah, <laughs> and like just look at the just look at a spreadsheet then and decide because otherwise, what's the point? It's sport, right? You sure. play it out. And look, let me speak to the single table people for a second. The playoffs are not a less perfect system. Both of them have disadvantages and advantages. You could say that a player can get hurt and not kill a season in the playoffs. Well, a player can get hurt and get kill a season at a single table, too. If you lose your best score for 10 games, you're not going to perform at the top level. It's just part of sport. They're all different. And if every team is playing under the same rules with the same expectations, then whoever wins is champion. Period. End of story. Exactly. Regardless if it's a two-team playoff, 20-team playoff, or no playoffs. No, exactly. And I prefer a much more exclusive playoff. I, you know, to answer your question of how I would deal with the bye week situation is I would have four teams. No, I would have four teams in total in the playoffs. I would have an Eastern final and a Western final that would be played after the break. And then a week later, you'd play the MLS Cup. That's only three games, but that's how I do it. That's how I would prefer it. Or maybe you go two and two. You, maybe you go home and away on the in the playoff in the first round and then play whatever. You know what I mean? But if you only have four teams in total in the playoffs, others might say six, others might say eight. Some people might say ten, right, or twenty. Who knows? Some people might say everyone gets in. Like uh, that's not my preference, but it would be fun. I agree. <laughs> Why? How about the entire season as a playoff? Oh wait, that's called single table. Okay, fine. Exactly. There's no bad system. There's no wrong answer. There's just different opinions. My yeah. opinion is a play is a regular season followed by a very exclusive playoff. Others might be something they have already. Others might be no playoffs. We're all right. We're all wrong. That's yeah. how it works. That that's how life works. And of course, we have to get along also, which makes it at all more fun. On that note, we hope you enjoyed our two part pregame show preview show of Major League Soccer's playoffs. If you have missed yesterday's show make sure you go back to your favorite podcast application or youtube.com slash sports podcast network or of course our twitter page and find a video replay of yesterday's show where we look at all the games we look at some of the factors heading into these matchup home field advantage opening goal and also the history of the single elimination since it came back and its influence on the results you can find that show everywhere you find your favorite podcast and of course we'll be back monday to break down the weekend of action match on tomorrow of course two match tomorrow two matches on sunday we'll come back on monday to break those down and start to look at tuesday's matchup also but as always, for Dwayne Rollins, I'm Kev Larme. We hope you enjoyed this amazing week of shows on soccer today. And as always, until next time, have a great soccer. You can find the podcast version of all the shows we do on iTunes, Apple Podcast, Google Play Store, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and anywhere you get your podcast. <laughs>